0: This is Colin McGuigan for AFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm joined by Frank Smith on a crazy week for Matchroom. Frank, how's things, mate? Oh,
1: good, mate. It's interesting to see you at a new place.
0: I know. It's, uh, I'm, st- I'm still on the podcast, still doing the Brawl Boxing podcast, but, uh, yeah, it's just a, a new venture. So, um, yeah, it's good to be speaking to you in this capacity, too. Um, Congrats, thank you. appreciate it. We'll, we'll start on the massive news, the massive announcement last night. Um, bit of a family affair for you. few. Um, you ranked in your announced last night. Just how big is this fight?
1: It's massive. You know, just the numbers we've seen from last night's announcement, you know, um, you know I think it, it really transcends the audience. It, it's age groups of, you know, from my parents who are nearly 17 to 15-year-olds, you know, it, and there's not many fights like it. And it really does feel like one of the biggest fights in, in British boxing right now, you know, not just this year, but in many years.
0: Well, that that's what I was going to touch on. Probably aside of AJ Fury, this is the biggest fight in boxing. and um, Forget about everything else. This is huge. Could this have potentially went to a stadium? Because I was talking to a few friends last night about this. Could you have looked at maybe a stadium, or was it just that you were set on the O2 and you know that you'll sell it out, but that's just how you wanted it to go?
1: Uh, I think, you know, we did look at options. At the same time, it's obviously October 8th, yeah. whether it's questionable in the UK. In October, we've never really done a stadium show beyond September. We did the Povetkin fight at Wembley. Football fixtures made it a little bit difficult as well. So there were a number of things that made it quite hard. And I think the key was, you know, we can we can sell this fight at the out at the O2 um, very, very quickly. And, you know, we haven't actually done a mega, mega fight at the O2 in, in a long time in terms of a sold out huge audience. We've had COVID, obviously, and this is... You know, as a venue, it's an unbelievable venue for a night like that. When you've got that place packed out, which this will be, is uh, there's not many, not many better places for it. So, you know, we did look at a stadium, but a number of reasons why we didn't do it. Um, and you know, maybe we'll see three or four of these, and a few of them will be in the stadium.
0: <laughs> that's what that's what you're hoping for. This is a, a family affair for you. This one, you you've obviously you you promote Connor Ben and, and your your ties with the Eubank family. How hard is it for you to stay on the fence in this one? Or is it, is it hard at all? Uh,
1: no, I think for anyone who knows me, I'm quite like a sort of level-headed, basic person in terms of I don't get too emotional about things. And business is business. Family is family. I can't do anything about them actually fighting each other. I make absolutely zero difference okay. at that point. So ultimately, the best person is going to win. Um, I can't, I'm can't. i not... If you watch me at a fight as well, Connor, Connor actually laughs about it. If you watch me at the fight, I'm not the jump up and down, scream, shout, celebrate person. I'm, the, I'm looking around at the event, at the venue, at what's going on. Is there problems anywhere? But the fight to me is the secondary bit in truth. Maybe not right, but we put on shows. That's our business. So, you know, for me, I, the best man will win. I can make absolutely zero difference to that part of it. And all I can do in the build up is make it as big as possible. Um, and I think my missus has already probably heard some phone calls where she's given me the eye, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, no, it's, it's, all, it's all fun again, it's all fun.
0: If, uh, if you know, we're, we're talking about this going down the line, is there a possibility that this is going to be like a UK-wide press conference where you're going to go like all different cities or is it going to be just the one press conference or what way have you just looked at that?
1: I think because of the time timeframes, you know, we're not actually that far away from the fight. We've got about yeah. eight weeks until fight night now from from the weekend. Um, so I think, you know, probably later today when this interview goes out, we would have announced the press conference, which is going to take place on Friday uh, in London. Um, so there'll just be a one, you know, a one press conference. And, you know, then the guys can focus on camp. We're going to do a lot of storytelling, a lot of content in the build up to this. But it's a, it's a big, big occasion and it needs to be, the, the story needs to be told in the right way. So, you know, you, you, you should look forward to a lot of, you know, build-up content. We've shown in our last few you know, last few shows what what we can deliver, and that's what we're aiming to do for this in an even bigger way. So, a you know, press conference, like I say, Friday will be announced soon, um, and then, you know, we'll be getting a lot of different stuff out there in the build-up to the fight.
0: There's a, a potential Eubank Ben on the undercard as well. Could it potentially happen? I've seen Sam Jones talk about it in Harlem Eubank and Harley Ben. Is there a chance that we might see uh, more of that down the undercard? Uh,
1: I haven't heard about that one, to be honest. Um, you know, I think Harlem obviously thought not long ago. I'm not sure if he'll fight on this show. I, I don't think so. We're obviously working. You know, it's good to be working very closely with our friends, the the, the and brothers at, at Wasserman, Keller and Nissa. Um So we're going to work closely with them on the undercard for the show. Um, I haven't heard about that one. But let let's see, maybe maybe we need some more family grudges on there as well.
0: Yeah, well, it would be good. Obviously, I need to address the elephant in the room for this fight because you have labelled it as a the zone pay-per-view. You've you know, whenever this first came out, the whole thing about the zone was that it was a kind of like an alternative to the pay-per-view. Um times have changed since then, but how come the, the switch? Because obviously we're gonna see AJ's like pay-per-view and old sky pay-per-view, but we're gonna see a pay-per-view. We'll see Canelo GGG, and then now we'll see Eubank, uh, Ben, pay-per-view. How come the landscape's kind of changed in that regard?
1: I think, look, ultimately, <clears throat> the landscape does change in any business. You know, things, things change, you know, businesses develop and the business plans change. Um, to make the biggest, biggest fights like this is, it has to be on pay-per-view. Um, but our, we still have our obligation and the zone, you know, we still are going to deliver a huge schedule to the subscribers. And, you know, we'll get news out there very soon on what, you know, sort of September to December looks like. We've got some great shows lined up for that period. Um, But as I say, when every other broadcaster is putting shows on pay-per-view, in order to compete, you have to be able to compete financially. And the way to do that is the pay-per-view model. We stick to our word that the fights that need to be pay-per-view. You know, it's not every fight's going to be pay-per-view. I know we've got a busy period of things, but you're looking at Anthony Joshua, who ultimately is the biggest pay-per-view star in the sport. You're looking at Canelo Golovkin, who, again, is alongside Anthony Joshua in a mega fight against, uh, you know, against Golovkin, The trilogy of that, which, you know, the last one was on pay-per-view as well on BT. Um, And then you're looking at Eubank Ben, which, again, is a huge fight. And on any platform, it would be pay-per-view. So we but look, we stick by our word. We're going to continue to deliver great content as part of the subscription. And our aim is to get some details out on that very soon. And we're working, working very hard behind the scenes with Design to get that schedule out there.
0: What what sort of price are you looking at for pay-per-view on this one? Is it going to be the standard $24.95 or you're not too sure yet? That's
1: something Design will release in due course. And um, that's for something they're working on now. As always, it's sort of the broadcaster sets that. Um, so you know that will be news that will be released in due course.
0: Mo- moving on from from the Ben Eubank um, fight for, for a moment, it's a massive few months coming up for for Mastering. Your tweet last night kind of sold it. Um, you know it's just it's huge these three months in boxing. Never mind just for Matchroom for boxing in general. Um, how big is next weekend for AJ against UC?
1: Yeah, look massive. AJ's got to go in there and he's got to uh, he's got to get his belts back. It's the biggest fight of his career. Um, but, you know, he's been focused on this moment for a long time now, you know, all the way back to September, nearly 12 months ago. Um, and his dedication has been he's going to get back in the ring and, and win those belts back. Um, so, look, massive night for him. I truly believe he can do it. He's got a great team around him. He's in a great place. You know, he's been speaking to him. He's very confident. Um, and look, Usik, Alexander Usyk is an amazing fighter. Everyone knows that. Um, but in heavyweight boxing, all of them can beat each other on their best day. And that night, Alexander Usyk was the better fighter. But on August 20 in Saudi Arabia, I think you're going to see an amazing performance from Anthony Joshua. I think you're going to see a three-time heavyweight champion of the world.
0: Um, what lays ahead if AJ is victorious? Could we potentially see that that Fury fight down the line? Then?
1: I don't know. Maybe Fury, Fury's not fighting <clears throat> Thor or Derek Cisora <laughs> or whatever. I mean, I guess it depends on what mood... Uh, uh tyson wakes up on each day but you know we everyone wants to see the undisputed fight obviously um so let, let's let see how things play out on that front that's definitely aj's there's always been aj's intention is to become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world it's never been about tyson fury or or deontay Wilder or this person it's just been about winning those belts so let's see how things play out. You know, you might see uh, Tyson Fury fight Derek Chisora, Derek Chisora knock out Tyson Fury, and then Derek Chisora against Anthony Joshua for all the belts. Do you imagine? Wow. Um, but, yeah, look, it's it's interesting times. Focus, though, is 100% on, on <coughs> next Saturday, and then what comes from there will, will happen. You know, we've been through this. How many times have we been through these discussions of, make that fight doesn't happen, doesn't happen. And, you know, it's ne- it's never been through us not wanting it to happen but it just hasn't so let's focus on what's in front of us what's set and then 21st of august we can go to work
0: is it disappointing for you that the zone couldn't land this fight on their platform or are you looking forward to, to working with your your old colleagues at sky or how does that sit with you
1: look we i think i've spoken about this before you know our relationship with sky we worked with sky for a long long time um we still have a relationship with them on other sports especially darts which is huge um and you know for us it's not we're not kids in playgrounds it's we will deliver our job is to deliver a great event and to deliver a great show you know ultimately would we have liked it on the zone of course we would have but the zone and anthony joshua committed their long-term future together beyond just one fight you know as i said before anthony is the, the commercially commercially what if not alongside Canelo, the biggest commercial star in the sport, um, and will continue to be that. So we've got a long time, a lot of shows, a lot of fights to come ahead. So this is this is one part of, of the journey. So you know DAZN have got some big nights ahead with him. Um, obviously, would have been great for it to have been on DAZN, but it's not. It's on Sky, and we'll you know we will as all as we always do, work professionally and deliver the best event.
0: We're we're about a month out from Canalo GGG, the trilogy, massive fight in Vegas. How big is this for Matchroom?
1: Yeah, huge. I mean, it just shows where we've got to as a business, you know, from the standing start in 2018 or 2017, uh, starting with Danny Jacobs, then we, on HBO, then we did our DAZN deal. And, you know, four years later, we're promoting the biggest fight, arguably, in US boxing um and it's a you know it's a proud moment to do it as well you know we've been lucky enough to do canelo billy joe saunders at the broken the attendance record for that canelo bivol uh, canelo callum smith you know we're working with the biggest star in the sport And you can say what you want about people saying about this that the other no one else is delivering these shows week in week out around the world to this level you know you might have a competitor delivering some big shows in the uk delivering some big shows in the us we're doing it in different countries every week of the year and it's what we do and it's what we'll continue to do so you know it's a good time for the business and that's like i say a proud moment delivering canelo golofkin because it's been a long time coming And i think as the fight comes around as well people are starting to question now we had periods where people would say i think canelo's going to do it easy now we're getting to people saying i think golofkin's you know in for a chance here so I think it's going, to be, it's going to be a real entertaining fight, and I can't wait for the 17th of September in Las Vegas.
0: You know, whenever I've seen you and Eddie post last night um, about these next three massive shows for matchroom, it kind of just set it in stone how big <clears throat> this is for, for boxing. But then I'm thinking to myself, you still haven't announced Lee Woods return. You still haven't announced Katie Taylor. You still haven't announced Ebony Bridges. Where do all these fights fit in in the schedule?
1: Look, we, you know, as you know, we do 40, 45 shows a year around the world. It's hectic, but it's a lot of fun. And, you know, we, we've got some big nights, as you say, there still to deliver. Like you say, Lee Wood, Josh Warrington, uh, Joe Caldina. Um, we just actually agreed a big fight for December as well. Uh, a massive fight for December that we'll announce soon as well, which I'm not, gonna, I'm not the one who, you know, I don't give clues away, but it was a good day yesterday they got that agreed as well. But... You know we've got endless talent, and you know so many fighters to get out. So, so it's going to be a big, big end of the year. I promise you that. Can you give us a bit of a clue
0: on that December one? Like something, um, something small.
1: No, I quite like just saying it and then you
0: know. <laughs> oh, uh, right. just,
1: just sort of throwing it out there.
0: Do Do you think that we could see some potential big Belfast fight nights with Kevin and Jarko coming up? Because I know that's something Eddie spoke about previous about coming back to Belfast. Is, yeah, that, is that on the horizon? Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. We have we've had some great nights in Belfast over the years, and some brilliant shows. You know, when we promoted Frampton, um, and I, I saw as well the atmosphere for Conlon's return at the weekend. I mean, unbelievable. You know, he's a huge star, Michael Conlon, and well done for him on you know his comeback win as well. But I think that's definitely of interest for us. You know, I think ultimately we need to we need to build the shows up and. You know, but like we saw at the weekend with Dalton Smith with the, with the Next Gen show, now we're in a good place with the platform, you know, and our focus always to, was to deliver the mega, mega events. But at the same time, we need to grow the fighters of tomorrow. And, you know, Dalton Smith's Next Gen show last week, last weekend, just gone, was a great example of uh, uh, of what can be done. We had 4,000, 4,500 people in the Sheffield Arena for that show. And I think that's what we can look at as well as as we as we develop and, you know, grow out the plan. We've only been with the zone for a year now in the UK. Um, you know, it's gone quickly, but there's still so much more to be done. And I think, like I say, as we deliver these big events, we can keep looking at how do we distribute the schedule, maybe in different ways to to um, just, you know, bolster the the shows, as well as grow the fighters and the talent we've got. So Belfast is definitely somewhere we're looking at. and I think Igarco is a perfect character to fill that.
0: Um, obviously you, you touched on it there with Michael Conlan and the massive night at the weekend. Did you have one eye on that for a potential Lee Wood rematch? Is that something that could happen down the line?
1: Uh, yeah, possibly. But I think also the, the City Ground would be quite nice for that one.
0: Yeah, well, look, there's there's so many options for that fight, but but obviously Belfast, it's just a it's a unique venue for boxing and not not just biased because I'm from Belfast, but that atmosphere on Saturday night was just different. So it would be great to see Matt's room come back. So that was it. But Frank, thanks so much for joining in it. Really, really appreciate it. Um, and I'm sure we'll do this again soon. No worries, mate. Good to catch up. Sports Social Podcast Network.